Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. This week on Jordan and Jake. Out of all of the whole team, I was the man. I was channeling my inner Christmas spirit, and I said, what would Jordan do? You know, and I, <laughs> I, wore, I, wore that, I wore that little wristband that day. What would Jordan do? Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. All right, Jake. Well, first of all, happy uh, happy bye week. Coming back from the bye week. So, did you get time off? Did you rest and recover? Get your body right, your mind right, everything that needs to be done on a bye week. You know, Jordan, I did, but um, you know, it's it's after Thanksgiving, and you're just ready for that that push, that run. So, you know, it was kind of hard to kind of decompress. To be quite honest with you, because yeah, it's, it's all it is. It's called Grind Nation. You just got to grind. It's grind nation <laughs> right now, Jordan. It is grind nation. Uh, how's the Christmas lights display or are, are the DeLome household? Are you more of a Grinch that doesn't put anything up? No, I will say it looks good. It's uh, it's definitely not overdone whatsoever. But uh, Did you do you it have, yourself? Of course not. Of course not. Oh, I why, said, what do I, you I, have I, to do? Why don't you put your own lights up? I take everything down. I get the tree. I did. I did help do the tree because it's tall, and I did. Ha- I, I did. Carrie is vertical. My wife is vertically challenged, um, yep. so I did have to do the top of the tree. I think it was more of not that I didn't want to do it. I think Carrie and it's one of our cousins who came help her. She was doing that. I think they didn't want me around, to be quite honest. Okay, so it's at least a household endeavor. You're not like hiring oh, out a crew. No, gosh, no. No, a, fir- a first cousin who's a, like a best friend, you know, uh, she was at the house and, and, and they were doing that because they have a lot more 
uh, taste, I guess you could say, or they can make things a lot prettier than probably I can. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Are you guys on the outside of your lights, timer, no timer, on all the time, manual switch? What are you going with? Because I'm very timer friendly around here. Boom, five o'clock uh, on. Yeah, timer, it's about 445, five o'clock, it comes on and it'll shut off about 730 in the morning. So everything mm -hmm. is uh, all on timers. Uh, I actually, because I have like, there's four different areas and timers. Two of them are on uh, dusk to dawn. And uh -huh. I have kind of found out the dust dawn type of time. So it's um, it's pretty good. But I think the key, I will start my lights before it gets dark because so it doesn't look, you know, like half yep. lit up and whatnot. Yeah. So I'll start it earlier enough. I'm, the, ti the timers, I'm going to make sure by 430, they're going to be kicked on. And so, you know, the dust is going to start about you know five o'clock somewhere around there i don't really i'm gonna say something right now and it's it's uh hate-filled speech against certain types of lights i don't like lights that blink on and off jake i'm just gonna say it on we, the air i think it's okay, weird well we don't we don't have that jordan I, I and i was channeling my inner christmas spirit and i said what would jordan do you know and, and, and <laughs> I, wore, I wore that i wore that little wristband that day what would jordan do and what and would wwjd like that is what those are that is, I think that's right. That is what it's are. I had to push back our kickoff today, Jake, as you know, and you, you and producer Matt were great, were uh, so gracious because our neighbors um, had a death in the family, had to leave at a moment's notice, and we get a tech. Can you please watch our animals? Okay, so I go over there this morning, maiden voyage. And they've got two dogs, two goats, a bunch of chickens, and a pig. So I'm left to, and these are good friends of ours, but I'm left to uh, figure out the Rubik's Cube of feeding these animals, Jake. All I'm going to say is today I got bit in the finger by a dog and I had a goat chewing on the hood of my coat, leaning up against me while I tried to water him. But uh, uh, everything, everything's under control, though. We got it dialed in. What, uh, any of the names of the animals, uh, kind of funny or some kind of cool, don't, you don't know? They got a basset hound named She-Ra. Okay. That is, a, bikes to bark at me. And then there's a dog named Bear Dog. And Bear Dog's right. the one who bit me in the finger, but I had my work gloves on, so we're okay. Bear Dog was a little unhappy to see me instead of the usual, you know, the the parents or whatever. So that, that pushed us back. I got it dialed in and next week I won't be doing the animals anymore. So um, just so you know, I also have big news to share, Jake. I know we're supposed to talk about the Panthers at some point, but I have big news to share. I've taken another job and uh, I hope David Langton uh, doesn't have, think this is a conflict of interest, but I've now officially the voice of the Fruitland Grizzlies for uh, during the COVID uh, adjusted basketball season. That is awesome. So, are these games <laughs> are these games streamed or? Okay, so no, they, we're doing it. Yeah, we're able to play basketball per each conference out here. Some conferences can't because of numbers or whatever. Some can't. So we can, but there's no fans allowed, right? Ten people, ten non-essential. Wait, is it ten people essential workers in the stadium or in the basketball arena only? So thank you for NFHS, which live streams games. Right. But it's just like this robot camera following the basketball based on movement. Hard to find out the score. 
You don't know who got the foul. There's just, I mean, it's it's kind of rough, Jake. It's like watching a surveillance camera of the basketball game. So I said, you know what? I'm a little rusty right now on play-by-play or color because I'm not doing that. So I went to the AD and I said, how about I bring in some of my old podcast stuff, my mixer, headset, all that, and I do some play-by-play for the basketball games. And they said, that sounds outstanding. So I got my debut on Saturday. I can do home games only. Masked, sitting in the top row of the bleachers, Broadcasting freshman JV and varsity games, Jake. What do you think? I love it. Uh, any fans at all? Are, par- are parents allowed or no? No, no. So it's imp- really? I mean, it's like the AD, the kids, you know, like the the clock operator. I mean, it's it's quite odd. And also, I just want to like make it better for the players and the parents well, at home, you know, who are all no, extremely frustrated. I, I, yeah, I mean, listen, that's a big that's a big undertaking that you're that that you're going to be doing because you feel terrible for these kids, especially these seniors not having anybody in the stands and the families want to watch because for probably every one of them, this is their last, you know, time ever playing competitive basketball, I guess you could say um, in that type of setting. So, I mean, that's, that's a, I think that's a huge task. I think it's a great task because you're going to work at it and, let these people enjoy watching and and now you're going to give basketball vernacular i mean we're going to talk about well i called mick mixon i called a i called a lifeline i called mick mixon Uh and he gave me because you know mick called tar heel games for many many years correct which is almost as big of the job as i'm about to take you know tar heel basketball you know idaho high school basketball similar plane mick gave me these uh words of wisdom say the score after every basket okay he said, provide texture to the situation. And he said, the lower the level of basketball, the more time you're going to have where no one really has possession of the ball, So, which is so true. He's like, you're going to try to talk about this turnover melee happening on the freshman basketball court. And he's like, sometimes you just, there aren't enough words to describe what you're witnessing. But fortunately for me, I got the camera behind it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And it'll, you know what, Jake, just so you know, I'm still, I'm keeping my knife sharpened for my commentary skills. So uh, it'll be a good time. Anyways. Yeah, so there you go. The Panthers, Jake, have a game this week. We're what are we? Eight and a half minutes into our podcast. So let's talk Panthers. Game this week: four and eight Panthers versus four and eight Denver Broncos. A far cry from five years ago when these two teams met in Super Bowl Fifty, which was just awesome. I called that game from the sideline. That was a amazing experience. Jake, who's even playing for the Panthers this week? Our COVID list is exorbitant with like all of our starters. I don't even know what to expect, Jake. Yeah, Jordan, I'm kind of like you. Um, the COVID list, uh, I, I think Gross Matos came off of it yesterday, waiting to hear news today. I know Derek Brown uh, was on it, uh, both receivers, DJ and Curtis. Uh, so Robbie's available, which is great. Um Let's see, Shaq unavailable. Uh, I think he's on the on the list. And hey, listen, it's such a fluid situation. And and when you think about it, if if one or two of these are able to come off of it and able to play, they haven't done anything. And I know it's late in the season and whatnot, but I don't know what's the protocol. I tried to listen on Panthers.com yesterday. Um, someone asked Joe Brady that specific question, like the receivers, are they involved in meeting? And Joe was very vague in his answer and he never said yes or he never said no. So, you know, 
are they into the game plan that week? So I don't know, but that's difficult, very difficult because Denver, yes, they're four and eight. They had the one game you have to throw out because they played with no quarterback. Um, but this is a they team had a that quarterback t- technically. Yeah, they technically right, had they, a quarterback. Right, but they took. Kansas City down to the wire the other day. They're going to play great defense. And Melvin Gordon, he like woke up running the ball. So if Shaq's not available and, you know, D Brown's not in, and I, gosh, I think there's another D. Zach Kerr. Zach, Zach Kerr. Yeah. So anticipate a short football game with a heavy dose of Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. And um, possessions are crucial for us. And, and especially, uh, I don't know if Christian's going to play. It sounds like there's a quad injury that, that popped up maybe in his in the bye. Uh, and then without the top two receivers. So, yeah, this is a uh, certainly a strange football game, to say the least. A strange, strange well, speaking from a Panthers perspective. Well, and, and like you said, Jake, how could you not want to run the ball when that's your best – offensive output for the for the Denver Broncos and we're missing okay. our two big old D tackles. Okay, so question for you. See if you re- yeah. recall this. 2008 we played the Denver Broncos in Carolina. My, uh uh Jay Cutler was the quarterback. Well, they were very ba- we were running the football extremely well at that time. It was after our bar week. That's when D'Angelo and uh, J- and Jay Stu- Jonathan Stewart were really just performing outstanding. And the offensive line. And so we were really running the ball well. It was the latter half of the season. And we played them at home. And they were down like linebackers. They were down linebackers and maybe even some secondary. So we knew that we were going to kind of get out, try to run the ball and really get after them. So first play of the game. Uh, gosh, if I recall, I think we had stretch call to the left and we had twins to the right with Steven Moose and I had the alert for the swing to Steve and sure enough uh, they give me the look I get the swing to Steve and Moose blocks the corner into the safety so it's like a 15-yard game and immediately the first play Steve gets the ball he gallops for 15 yards and he does the little spin and the hop and the crowd's into it well, they sub in. Uh, they started the game in like four linebackers, four down, four linebackers, and only three secondary defenders. And we're regular personnel, two running back, um, a tight end, and two receivers. Well, Jeff Davidson comes over the headset immediately, and he says, or it was Mike McCoy calling in the plays, go red ball. Their personnel's off. They're trying to make so. And he was like, whatever you do, keep them in this. And so that, that was telling me, don't throw an incompletion. So we went right into red ball. And that was our two-minute situation. And everybody knew it didn't, it didn't matter. Everybody knew a, a position in red ball. We just marched right down the field and scored. And they didn't want to call a timeout. And we just kept them in this personnel. And they just couldn't cover us. And we just dink and dunk down the field. And we scored. And pretty much the game was over after that. Because our defense got out to Cutler. And, you know, it was uh, they, were, they were down. So hopefully that's not the case for us this weekend. Well, this is the difference between being a quarterback and being a offensive tackle. I do remember that happening. And I remember thinking, why are we going red ball? This is so weird. <laughs> like, what? It's not the end of the game. But then I started working and you were throwing the ball super quick, getting it out on dink and dunk passes, which I now know was the point. And and then I started thinking, oh, man, this is sweet. Nice job, Jake. (laughs) This is making my life easy. But that's the the massive difference between the information you receive in a game and and what I do. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, you spoke about that, right? He's probably not going to play. Thigh injury from last season is what I'm reading. You've been banged up, Jake. 
not to the extent that Christian has with different injuries or whatever, but how frustrating must it be for him when the team's struggling? He got that big contract, you know, a heavy salary cap hit. You know the kind of guy he is and his preparation. What do you think his mindset's like being, you know, coming back? I, I think I'm back. Shoulders feeling better. Now it's a thigh, man. That's a tough part of the game to deal with. I would think he is probably fit to be tied. Because just knowing the little bit, I, I know him, I like to say we, we all know him a little bit, but just watching, especially last year on a Saturday morning, I vividly remember uh, it was a Hall of Honor weekend and we were there that morning for uh, our little walkthrough and the team came in from the walkthrough outside on a Saturday morning. And Christian wasn't around. And I wanted to introduce my dad to, to Christian. And I asked, I mean, I think it might have been Donnie Toner. And I said, hey, McCaffrey's not around? He said, oh, yeah, he's finishing up his workout outside. And I was a little confused. And they said, he's just so maniacal in his preparation. You know, he went through the walkthrough. Then he does a certain type of, I guess it's a flush of the body. And he and he came in 10, 15 minutes later. He was in a good sweat. But that was, he, he was so in tune with his body. And that's all everyone's ever talked about, how in tune he is with his body, the sleep, the rest that he gets, the food that he eats, uh, and things like that. So I could about imagine he's pulling his hair out. Uh, one with a high ankle, which I don't ever wish that upon anyone. Uh, and then the show deal and now I spoke what what I think the last four weeks is momentum going into next season and then there's a quad which is that overcompensating from the ankle and think things of that nature so it's got to be very frustrating for him and, and and really and truly it's probably frustrating for the coaches and that they know he's a tough guy they know he wants to be out there and they know he's our best player and we just haven't been able to feature that weapon well plus playing against his dad's old team which you know he grew up a huge fan of so that would have been a lot of fun matt paradis though our center will be out there and he was drafted by the broncos so i'm sure he's looking forward to this game and russell okung also played um a season in denver so the o-line will be ramped up ready to go let's let's real quick give shaq a little bit of credit, even though he may or may not be playing this week because of COVID. He's our now uh, man of the year nominee, Jake. Were you ever nominated for that? I was, and I got a trophy. Uh, I did uh, not no, win the final deal, uh, but no, I was man of the year once. No, you're rubbing it in, and uh, no, I did yep. not, Jordan. So I was not manly enough. I was the the out of all of the whole team, I was the man. That's basically that's awesome. That's what it says, and, right? And and. <laughs> And speaking of the, the nominee, the namesake, Walter Payton, I was lucky enough to meet him on multiple occasions. And that was when I had my first three years with the New Orleans Saints. Mike Ditka was our head coach. So Walter was around, came speak to us a couple of times. He came to training camp when we had it in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And I tell you what, that was so I guess special of a of a time for me because I was a football junkie fanatic I loved it uh but watching him I remember one day we're at training camp practice uh in lacrosse Wisconsin and he's there and he is literally because I was the nine on seven quarterback you know I was the one that you know hey make sure this kid doesn't throw any passes so I would have to go hand off and he would would, would stand about two yards behind the running backs and he would like get in a running back stance and he would kind of just watch them and they'd come back. And, and he was just, it didn't matter who it was. Hey, great run. Hey, press the hole a little bit more. You got to trust that they're going to get off on this combo block. I, it was so awesome just to see him. And when he spoke to the team and talked, he just, he never, it never, he never felt like this guy's better than us. He just, he was, and that's why he was, everybody loved him. He was just one of the guys. And just to see his enthusiasm 
uh, it was so infectious, and you can see why he was such a great player and beloved. Uh, but man, that was that was cool for me. And so that's my little story of the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Award. I wasn't a, 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 a stud like you to be nominated as the team, right. but I was right. lucky enough right. to meet the man right. himself, Walter Payton, on multiple occasions. So that's that's a great memory for me. Well, that is a great memory. I never met him. I wish I would have. I maybe I maybe would rather have met him than won the award. So thanks a lot. Uh, last thing I got for you, Jake. Sunday night after the Panthers game is over, the eight and three, I believe that's correct. Buffalo Bills host the eleven and one Pittsburgh Steelers. They call it Carolina North, with the Bills being up there, uh, led by Sean McDermott, who I got to know when he was on staff here, and great, great guy, great friend. But Brandon Bean, the general manager, big contract extension, right? You broke, you shared that with me before he came on the air. Talk about the rise of Brandon Bean from his role when you got to Carolina and now being uh, one of the top GMs in the NFL. Well, I, it is Carolina North. There's no doubt. Uh, all the people that have left Carolina or some of the players and uh, and what they have done. I'm very proud uh, of Brandon, what him and Sean. And I, I got to know Sean a, a little bit, not probably like you, um, but just watching what they've done, how they tried to mold that team. Um, and then I'm, I'm dear friends with the offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, um, who was my offensive coordinator in Cleveland. And we stay in touch all the time. So very close to him, but so excited uh, that Brandon got an extension. And I did send him a congratulatory text last night and I asked him for a loan and he came back with some <laughs> choice, some choice words for me, but truly, you know, he was, he was very thankful and happy and I couldn't be more proud because listen, he started, you know, he started on the lower end and worked his way up. And one thing about Bean, we all know, uh, very intense. Uh, loved watching their North Carolina State Wolfpack. And um, just just a hard worker and did it the right way. No, I wish him the best. And uh, he's doing an awesome job up there. But, Jake, I'm going to sign off. I'm going to let you go. Make sure that the neighbor's animals are safe and sound because I ran out of there in a flurry. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend, man. Enjoy these last few weeks of the NFL season, four to go, and then the playoffs in their new format with only one team having to buy. So lots of action. Uh, Jake, I wish you – you and the family will – I wish you the best enjoying your Christmas lights that you did not put up. So this the Jordan Jake podcast powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, guys. Jordan and Jake powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way.